0: You're listening to The Talking Point. My name is Oliver Dixon. Lionel Makokotlela is with us once again on the Tuesday edition of the show. And today we're talking about the psychology of money. Lionel, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Good morning, Oliver, and good morning to the FAQ and listeners. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Before we go into the actual substance of it all, why is the psychology of money an important conversation? It
1: is very important because uh, of money plays a critical role to our mental well-being. When you actually have money, uh, it's something that actually happens to your mindset in so far as you having to attain the material things that you've always wanted to attain and secondly also having the freedom of actually making the choices that you want. So the moment there is money or a lack of money actually presents itself in one's life it actually affects our self-esteem it actually affects our freedom in terms of making the choices that we want to make but in some cases it might also be the situation that we find ourselves in. When both parents are divorcing you find that it becomes a very uh, Monious uh, environment yeah. where children are caught between a rock and a hard place, and their futures are actually affected as a result. Because the one parent would want to punish the other parent, and as a result, children get to then feel the brunt of it. And most of the uh, most of the uh, queries that I actually had received, with, uh, which prompted me to actually have this topic, was simply because um, many students, especially varsity students, were now um, wanting to find out. How can I be of help to them because uh, they don't have money to pay school fees and they mm-hmm. don't uh, they don't have money for food and things of that nature and the least I could do was just to actually refer them to bodies that would actually assist them in terms of counselling but also in terms of giving them a platform to express their psychological uh, traumas. Mm. so that they can actually be equipped with the tools that will actually assist them uh, to move on with their life mm. and hopefully moving on with their life whilst studying as opposed to actually now having to drop out because you can't actually afford school mm-hmm.
0: And and, yes. and it's very difficult to make decisions about money or even talk about money when you're not in the right <laughs> mental space right
1: certainly uh it actually affects every single thing you Mental, your psychological, your spiritual, as well as your physical. In some cases, people just walk around to date emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, and as well as physically, because there is this whole burden of now having to reapply or reapply your mind to how your new lifestyle is going to be. However, having to do that, you need to prepare.
0: Oh, Lano, your line there is just a little bit uh, shaky. Do you mind just repeating that last sentence there? Okay, I'm,
1: can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, I was just saying, it's actually very important that when you actually encounter challenges of this nature, you meet somebody who's actually a professional who's going to give you the tools to actually deal with the uh, challenges that you're actually facing. So hence, a psychologist, are very important when it comes to this topic and also uh your your belief system if you are a christian you might actually need to go and see a pastor who's actually now uh going to counsel you and if you believe in the traditional way of doing things you might actually need to go and see Ugogo or gogo somebody who actually is going to guide you through then the challenges that you're facing mm. however the most important thing is that you get support so that you get to be equipped with the toolkits that would actually instill some sort of discipline and structure to your new lifestyle so that you can bring about balance to everything that you want to actually do as mm. far as mm. moving forward.
2: Mm.
0: Give us a call, 086-000-2032. 086-000-2032. Lano, when you have to make uh, decisions about money that has an impact, you know in your life in significant ways that perhaps impact your well-being and your psychological well-being included in that, it is often that those decisions are driven by emotions. Um, And you know, Grant, our previous guest, made that point, that oftentimes we make decisions in desperation and uh, are are driven not by logic, but by emotions. Is it wise to suspend your emotions and how can you go about doing so? Uh, because it seems like it's you can't divorce yourself from what you're feeling about the decisions you're making and the impact it has on your life.
1: It is impossible to make decisions without taking into account your emotions. However, it is very important that you make decisions informed by uh, know-how in terms of dealing with those emotions. So that is why whenever you feel anger, we wouldn't just suppress your anger. It's okay to express your anger. However, moving on or moving forward, how can you actually try to make sure that your decisions are very much win-win situation as opposed to win-win situation? So that is why psychologists are trained to actually now try to diffuse whatever tension might be uh, triggering your emotions to be uh, irrational in terms of your decision-making and also making it a point that when you make decisions, don't become selfish. You become a more team effort. Yes, you and I might be divorcing and yes, you and I might have children. However, what is in the best of the children? Can we try to look at that before we actually look at ourselves as parents? But in most cases, you'd find that parents look after themselves and their emotional well-being, but neglect the children, which is why most children feel that they are caught between a rock and a rate. Because the moment then the one parent takes over the custodian of looking after the child, you'd find that the child also gets to be coached to not look at the other parent as a parent, but to look at them as a monster who have actually created an unfavourable environment for them to live in. So those are just some of the practical issues that actually affect families on a day-to-day basis. But what is also triggering is simply that when children are now on their own uh, in varsity where there are no parents, how do they then deal with the situation of a family because they cannot detach themselves from a family? Everybody is part of the community. We all want to be part of a community. We belong in a community. And you find that it also affects their studies. And in most yeah. cases, when parents cannot actually buy food or pay school fees, it affects them tremendously where now they actually start creating uh, building walls where they might mm. actually prevent the other parents from coming in. And it actually has a cycle uh, effect in the sense that you'd find it at that very same and it is passed from one generation to the next where somebody's scornfulness is now passed from one generation to then the next one to simply say that the reason why you are where you are is simply because of the other parent. But then the other parent who actually created the environment might not want to take a uh, position or ownership of that environment that they actually created. So those are just some of the practical issues that really affect families. But equally important, what it's actually doing is destroying souls who actually want to uh, yeah. flourish in life.
0: Give us a call 86 0 We're taking your WhatsApp voice note on 614 104 Let's have a listen at this WhatsApp voice note.
2: Good morning, good morning, Oliver. Good show as always. Please, um, one of my friends had been on a scam of eighty thousand, somebody was selling a car and then he said deposit at the bank and the man uh, he deposited at the bank and then the next thing when he went to f- uh, pick up the car in particular place he found that is a wrong address it's not no such a person and he went to the bank and then he found that at the bank they say no they can see yes he deposit money they can see yes the money's out but they don't know that person he never had a account with them so now we want to find out that if you deposit money from the bank to the bank. I mean, somebody withdraw it. Obviously, they have their right documents and ID and everything. Please, if um, your guest can help us, because really this man, this man was devastated. He nearly even committed suicide. Please just help my friend. 80,000. Mm. It's not a joke.
0: Mm, mm. Lionel, do you want to reflect on that? Yes. Um, so I'm so sorry to hear that, but uh, the very first thing to do in that
1: case, it sounds like a fraud, uh matter. so the first thing that a con- uh, consumers ought are, are to do is to actually open a case. Once you get a case number, you can actually now draft a letter to then the institution that was supposed to sell the car to you, as well as the uh, bank uh, that actually uh, were, uh, took the money to transfer it to then the next person. But in most cases, you'd find that um, banks because of the copy they wouldn't actually reveal that uh, information to then the consumer. They would, rather refer, uh, the, they would rather reveal the information to then a law enforcement agency, in this case would be FAPS. But uh, if you do not feel that uh, they, you, you're getting any favorable uh, outcome insofar as the result, the first person that you would need to uh, approach is National Consumer Commission. You can actually just check that on uh, Google. Uh, you get like the contact number as well as the email address where you can lodge a complaint. But before you do lodge a complaint, they would actually want to have done the groundwork in terms of actually ensuring that you touch base with them and law enforcement agencies and give them reasonable time so that they can actually invest it, uh, investigate the matter. Then the other institution that consumers can actually approach is Consumer Goods and Service Ombuds. This would actually be in the same where uh, you are not actually happy with the service that you have received from then a, a service provider, and they would actually make it a point that you also intervene. But in a fraudulent uh, uh, manner, please approach then the South African police services, open a case with them, let them investigate it, and whilst you are actually, there actually investigating it, Keep them following up, get reference numbers, and also get them the contact numbers as well as the name of the person that you have been using with from the police station. Just so that when you go to National Consumer Commission as well as National uh, Goods and Favis on that, you actually have a portfolio of evidence to send to that this is what you've done and you've given them a the, uh, reasonable time, but they actually haven't gotten back to you within a reasonable time. But I, uh, they have actually stipulated on the website. Yeah, I hope that you'll actually builds
0: that Yeah, I hope that is helpful. Thank you so much for that. Voice note. really do appreciate. Uh, Lionel, are we too trusting, especially (laughs) with our money? Because that seems like a a case where somebody was just overly trusting. They assumed the best of the people, and oftentimes we we do that when we make purchases that pertain to our lifestyle, right? When we buy clothes, when we buy watches, when especially with the advent of online shopping, uh, you buy from an online store that you don't know anything about them and then the things don't get delivered or the things that were advertised is not what gets delivered. Are we too trusting?
1: We are indeed too trusting, but uh, we are also uh, human beings have got unlimited needs, but we've got limited resources. What it simply means is that we always are on the move to actually acquire the best good-looking something, just so that we feel good emotionally, psychologically, as well as spiritually. But what uh, then sports are doing, they're actually playing on that very same emotional uh, yearning that we all have, and they would actually try to manipulate it by using language that is very uh, seductive. So then consumers who actually then act on it and yep. only to find that when uh, it's time for them to deliver the very same goods and those people are nowhere to be found and in most cases you'd, you'd find that they they, they are actually fraudsters. so what i would actually urge consumers to do is to simply do them their own homework before you actually buy or purchase anything online or before and or when you buy something where they you not know the store where you are actually buying. Because in most Mm. cases, you'd find that people buy from stores that are actually not even listed or registered. So it is actually a little bit difficult to actually investigate those stores and find them the information to really try and locate them, the owners Mm. of those stores. So best thing to do, rather buy from them a a reasonable, uh, a a listed store that actually has got a reputation of selling those goods and services that you want to buy from them. Mm. If you buy from someone else, it might also be another thing where you are taken for a ride and you lose all your money as well as not actually even receiving the good that you actually have purchased. Mm. So it is very important that we always try to apply our minds to it uh, at all points in time, especially when we have to buy something that is significant, such as a car, and uh, having to pay such significant amount of money uh, to, to a dealership that you know nothing mm. of.
0: Yeah. Let's go to the lines. Zbonela in Umlazi. Zbonela, good morning.
1: Good morning, guys. I I'm hearing this, it's one of those scary uh, topics that you can't even discuss mm. with people close to you. Um, because you, what I've found over the years, it's even been part of a research that I wanted to start doing, is that a majority of decisions that we make are linked mostly to our emotions. It's only when you start learning about money and start learning about what money does, what money says, that you're able to infuse logic into it. Mm. Now, the danger comes when you have an individual who is driven mostly by emotions, and minimal logic, and then they make these financial mistakes. We call them financial mistakes because a logical person would say, you can't be doing this.
2: Mm.
1: It, it doesn't make sense. You find someone who's earning, sorry to say this, someone who's earning about 10,000 rand trying to buy a car. That person has no business buying a car with installments. It's, it's, it's way too... So what, it's a bad
0: lifestyle decision?
1: It, it's not a lifestyle decision. It's more often an emotional decision per
0: se. So okay, find that yeah. I'm going to have, have to pause life. you there, Bonella. I just want to take a quick break. We'll continue on the other side of this. Hashtag S F M Talking Point. We're talking the psychology of money on the Tuesday edition of The Talking Point. Before we went to that break, we had Bonello on the line from Umlazi. Sbonelo uh, made the argument that you need to look at what you make, what you earn, uh, and let that inform your purchase decisions. Uh, don't let things beyond your scope or beyond your affordability index influence your, uh, your purchase decisions. Like buying a car when you only earn 10,000 Rand a month, he makes. What motivates would you say is Bonello such a decision? Why would somebody who only earns 10,000 rand want to purchase a vehicle? Is it out of need or is it out of want?
1: Emotion. Sorry, is Bonello? find that it's mostly emotions because you find that the five of us the other three live a certain type of lifestyle where they they have no expenses. So that 10,000 rand they can save for a whole year and then go buy a car cash. Now, me. Now, on the other hand, I have a child, I have a family, I have all these things. On top of that, I still want to fit into these other people. So, when my friends buy cars, I also want to buy a car. Buy a car. Mm. Okay. So the emotions come in where you know very well. I, I will tell you this: most people, when they make bad financial decisions, they're not blind. They know very well that what I'm doing is wrong, but they go in anyway because mm. they try to fit into this emotion that says, I'm going to feel better if I drive an SUV, I'm mm. going to feel better if I have a house in a suburb,
2: I'm mm. going to feel
1: better living in wearing these clothes. So those emotions are the ones that always suppress your logic.
2: Mm. you
1: find that someone knows very well what they're doing, logically it doesn't make sense, but... <laughs> the emotions come in yeah. and suppress everything.
0: Okay, Sponella, thank you so much for your call. Appreciate it. Uh, Lino, uh, uh Steve Compella says, forget about the budget, buy the shoes, <laughs> make yourself happy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is, okay, it is very interesting. But what is Laino what saying is actually true because what he's referring to is more of peer pressure because I'm in a group of successful people, therefore I need to be perceived as successful. Once I know that my financial obligation don't necessarily uh, adhere to then the last part that I desire. So that speaks to then the inner parts of our psychology. So the mindset, emotion, our mindset, as well as our thoughts and attitude, which is, which then reflects our inner world, we tend to feel this. Then the outer world, which is then the reality of, then the places, the places uh, the things that we want to buy, we find that we actually cannot actually afford those things. However, there are four things that four Elements that you would need to actually apply in that. You need to be clear, you need to have clarity insofar as the decision that you're making. Secondly, you need to be honest with regard to your financial obligation. How much money do you have? Can your money really stretch to actually afford the lifestyle that you want to set for yourself? Then the third thing would be focused. If then you are in a group of people who are successful and you're not successful, why is yeah. it that you're not actually asking for help from them so that you actually become part and part of the, the group? And two friends would actually try to uplift you as opposed to in in front of you just so that you feel like an outhouse. Then number four, it would actually be a reflection. You need to take time out to really reflect on everything that is actually happening in your life, to simply say that if then I get myself into this long-term financial obligation of actually having a, a a, a, a car uh, that I know I cannot afford, how is it actually going to affect me because constantly life is changing. What if then I lose my job? What if then I get to the returns from my company? What is How is that going to affect my lifestyle? How is that going to affect the family's lifestyle? Because you may find that you are a breadwinner in the house. So those are some of the three elements that you need to actually apply in your life so that you become quite uh, sensible when you make that decision.
0: Yeah. And then just finally, Um, seeking the right sort of uh, mental clarity advice on this. Are there avenues for that? Because I'm not sure that people speak about money and money behavior in therapy. They may or may not. I don't quite know. But when people go to therapy, when people go to uh, speak to their pastor for counseling on uh, matters of their life, does money come up and should it come up? It should come up because
1: it's part of parcel of our life. But uh, what is also important is for people to be clear and to be honest and transparent with what is actually going on. Most people tend to cover up the language by decorating it with what they want then the other person to think what is actually happening, whilst it's not the true reflection of what is actually happening. However, if you go to a professional psychologist, they can actually pick up a lie, and they can actually try to poke the pressure point so they become honest. which is why we need them in this uh, uh, element of financial education because they know how to uh, deal with them, the mental well-being of a person. But equally, they are able to give you the two kids so that you get to make an informed decision. But uh, what is also important is for people to actually use services that are actually free if you are a- actually unable to afford a psychologist. National mm. counselling line it's 24 hours, seven days a week, it's 0861 322 322. They would actually be able to please repeat that number. Zero eight one three double two three double two. Uh, zero zero eight, six, one,
0: eight, yes. three,
1: three double two, two three double three, two. two Cool. So they, this yeah they, so they deal with trauma as well as suicide. Then there's also another uh lifeline People can just Google it because I know that time is not on our side, just so that they can actually be able to express whatever's going on before the yeah. session and the are to
0: commit suicide. Thank you so much for that, Lionel. Really, really do appreciate it. It's 11 o'clock, and Musa has your news.